0: tuning in to The Limitless Experience with Eric. The mid-season finale title No One Can Stop Me was shocking and surprising at the same time. Most times when I come on the pod, I say how much I enjoyed the episode and how much this current episode was better than the previous episode, but not this time. And some of you guys know why. But I'm going to get into all of that. So we'll just start with the breakdown. So the episode starts with James calling Tariq to tell him, hey, listen, I need to talk to you. I got something to say to you that only your father could say. At this point, I don't know if there's much more James can say to Tariq. His sister Raina died in front of him. His new bestie Kanan got killed in front of him by the cops. The drugs got him kicked out of Chote, and now he's in callous to prep. I don't know if it's going to get into his head that this drug game is dangerous and it's not for him. But James is going to try his best. He's going to keep trying to get his son to leave the streets alone. But Tariq just does not want to change. Then Ramona calls and tells James to turn on the TV. And he watches as the news is announced that he will be lieutenant governor. And you can see all over his face that he's coming to a realization that everything he ever worked for is coming to light. Everything. All, even the bad, the good, the bad, it's all coming to light and it's coming whole. And he's very, very truly happy and fulfilled with himself. You can tell by the smile on his face. You can see that he's 100% not going back into the drug life at all, and he's ready to turn over a new leaf and lead a crime and drug-free lifestyle. I'm happy for him. I am a huge advocate for anybody with a bright future with not such a bright past. This man is actually trying and succeeding at turning his life around in a positive direction. How could you not root for him? The conversation with Ramona ends with her saying, I believe in you, James. Who else besides Angela Valdez was giving him that type of support? The answer is no one. Even his wife isn't happy for him, and people got the nerve to call James selfish. Everything everyone has in power is because of Ghost. Seasons 1 and 2, Lobos didn't do business with Tommy. He dealt with Ghost directly. After that, Milan manipulated Tommy because Tommy is weak and emotional. I know you guys remember after the Alicia Jimenez kill, Jason looked Tommy right in his eyes and said, My question is, what is Tommy without Ghost? The answer is no one. Moving on. James meets up with Ramona and Lorette Walsh on becoming Lieutenant Governor and Lorette tells him that if he doesn't get the QCP up and running, that she may drop him off the ticket. And we definitely can't have that. Then we meet Uncle Gabe played by Glenn Terman, most known for Cooley High in a Different World. Uncle Gabe owns a jazz bar and James wants this jazz bar to be the location for his Queen's Child project. Uncle Gabe and James have not seen each other since the night James's father died and there's a lot of theories floating around as to why that is. But we finally get an understanding as to what happened to James's father. He was killed by some drug dealers because his father wanted to call the police on him. And after his father was killed, James left to go live with Tommy. And that was at a young age. So pretty much Ghost and Tommy really literally grew up together. Their bonds should be unbreakable. Especially since Ghost didn't do anything to Tommy. He didn't do anything to Cooper Sacks either and this guy just won't give up. He's already been fired and still he shows up to the office to try to convince his boss Jacob Warner to check in James' hotel room for evidence that he killed Terry Silver. Warner is fed up with Sacks's BS so he has him escorted out by security. And at this point I start to wish that Ghost didn't spare Sacks's life and actually let Tommy smoke him. Sacks is trying to get agent of the year but his words are going nowhere with Warner. Enter Sergeant Rodriguez. She asks his a search warrant to check the shoes that James wore at the QCP groundbreaking because the same dirt is in the front seat of the car that Terry's body was found in. That will not be enough to secure a search warrant. So Rodriguez decides to once again team up with Sachs for help, even though he's already been terminated. Sergeant Rodriguez used to be no nonsense and by the book. She's been hanging out with Sachs way too long. So they make their way to Councilman Tate's office to question him about James. And this is just one of many reasons why Sax was fired, sharing private information with a civilian. Saxon and Rodriguez know where James is at in his political race and also know that Councilman Tate would love nothing more than to bring him down. And Tate gives them exactly what they wanted. He started singing like Trey songs. They say this is a now all of a sudden he's recalling the day of the QCP groundbreaking and James' behavior perfectly and Sacks set him up perfectly for it. Is this not witness tampering? Rodriguez clearly knows that it is, but won't stop him. They're doing whatever they gotta do to bring James down for his past. Meanwhile, James is trying to set up his future. He meets up with his old rich friend Stern and gets the financial backing he needs to get the QCP up and running. Everything is coming together for James at this moment. As he's walking back to his hotel room, he's being watched by someone, but it was never revealed of who it is in the episode. I'll get to that in predictions. As James is settling in, he gets a visit from Angela, and she lets him know that she's happy for him and is okay with him moving on in his life with Ramona. Don't tell Ramona everything. She's not from the neighborhood. She won't understand. Yes, ma'am. Let us see this side of you the pure side, the good side. You're legit now. You're free. Jason's gone. Tommy's out of your life. Now I'll be gone too. And for the first time, James and Ramona shared a kiss, which to me symbolizes he has moved on from Angela and is now finally committed to Ramona. Lorette announces James St. Patrick as her lieutenant governor at Club Truth, and Tommy is in the audience watching. Not sure why he showed up at that moment. It's not like he was going to do something to James St. Patrick inside that event, in front of all of those people. James gives his speech and then he leaves, and as he's leaving, he's being followed again by someone, but we can't see who it is, not even a hand. James visits Raina's grave site and lets her know that he did not forget about her, and the Queen's Child Project is in her honor. It's very evident that the QCP is of extreme importance to James because of the passing of his daughter. He wants a community where children can come to and not have to worry about being in the streets. Tasha also shows up to Raina's gravesite as she does every week. And it was satisfying to see James apologize to Tasha for slamming her on the fridge because that was crazy. And it was unlike James. I am team ghost, but right around this time is where he started to feel himself a little bit too much. He could have used a better choice of words to let Tasha know that he wants to finalize the divorce and he's moving on with Ramona Garrity and that she can go back to being Tasha Green. Now that's really messed up given the fact that James killed the man that Tasha wanted to move ahead with in her life. But Tasha's strong. She responded by telling Ghost. I hope you get everything you deserve. Ghost. You know me. I always do. How's that for foreshadowing? Now even though James killed Terry, I'm not sure how long the Terry and Tasha relationship would have lasted. Terry was kind of a square and Tasha wasn't going to leave the street life alone. And I don't know if Terry would have been able to accept that. More to come after the break. I want to thank everybody for tuning in each and every week. And if you want to, you can follow me on Instagram at Limitless underscore E. That's Limitless underscore E on Instagram. And if you want to send me an email, you can send that to epod at gmail.com. That's epod at gmail.com. I will be releasing content over the break of power. So if you want, please hit the subscribe button in the podcast so you can be notified once that content is released. Also, if you like the podcast, please tell your friends about it and have those friends tell some of their friends about it. I definitely appreciate your support and thank you once again, guys. Sergeant Rodriguez gets a sneak and peek warrant and goes into James's hotel room with the search team to look for evidence. She finds a planted cell phone and she has completely turned into the woman version of Cooper Sachs. She's ready to bury James, but Warner is not their boss by mistake. He quickly processed that James St. Patrick would not be dumb enough to bring his cell phone back to his hotel room and that someone had to have planted the phone. He gathers that Cooper Sachs had something to do with it. Now Sachs has to explain how the phone got in James's room. And this is the Sergeant Rodriguez, our member. By the book, no nonsense, no illegal measures. She stepped up and admitted to bringing Sachs onto the site where Terry's body was found and that Sachs may have been the one to pick up the phone when she wasn't looking. Now, Tamika Robinson, what do you see when you look in the mirror? Honestly, she's defending this weirdo Sachs to bring down James St. Patrick. James is moments away from becoming lieutenant governor, and Sachs breaks the law to do his job. Tamika, you're defending someone named Cooper. Are you insane? James has no idea the Eastern District is going after him this hard. He is on cloud nine after being introduced as lieutenant governor. But he went and councilman Tate a little bit too hard. Tate said that he was not a sore loser and tried to congratulate James, but James wasn't trying to hear any of it. Still, Tate was just about to tell him that the feds were sniffing around for him, but James cut him off and said, Listen, James- You know why I outlasted you, Richard? You know why I took your dream? See, some people know how to win. always win. See, that's me. No matter what, nothing can stop me from winning. Then some people can never win. That's you. No matter what you put your mind to, well, it never works out. I mean, it falls apart in your little ass hands. You know what? Maybe politics just ain't your thing. You ever thought about that? Maybe you should actually go back to being a cop. You were a great cop, right? I'll see you tonight, my good brother. And this is not the James St. Patrick I'm used to. Yes, we all know he's confident, But this was just pure arrogance. I'm not used to seeing James talk crazy like this. He's not acting like himself. Tariq's knucklehead self brings Dre to club truth so he can speak to James. Dre needs money so he can skip town since Ghost tried to frame him for the Jason murder. And even though James was the one that killed Jason, he still went off on Dre. Knowing that Dre is cooperating with the feds. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's what you are. You're a wannabe gangster. A fucking wannabe. You had all the potential, Dre, but at the end of the day, you ain't got the, the shit to make it work. Man, fuck you! Yeah, fuck me. But you need me, Dre, like you always do. So I'm gonna save you. Like the helpless little bitch you are. See you now. This behavior is not like James at all. This partnership with Lorette Walsh got James smelling himself, becoming lieutenant governor is giving him a big blindside. He tells Dre to meet him in an hour so he can give him the 250K to leave town. Immediately after that, James calls the security guard and tells him to call the cops and give them the footage of Dre on the roof the night of the Jason kill. James is a busy man. He was running around the entire episode. Now he meets up with Tommy and Tommy tells him that he knows he didn't kill Keisha, which should never have been in doubt. Ghost does not kill women. He paid three to go away. Holly, Maria Suarez, and Keisha. Unfortunately, they are all dead, but not at the hands of James. James continues his victory lap. You know what, Tommy? You can't function without me. I don't need you, but you need me. Even if you need to hate me, you need me to do it. I'm leaving you behind. You can't stop me. Then bullets start to fly and Tommy and Ghost get into a shootout once again. This is what I like to see, Tommy and Ghost working together. Tommy kills one of them but then he dips off and we don't know who the shooters are or who sent them. Shortly after that, Dre goes to the meetup spot where Ghost told him to and gets arrested for the murder of Jason. Ghost needs Dre dead and Tubit and Spanky are in the same jail so he gets a burner phone inside and asks his Tubit to kill Dre. Paz, like everybody else this season, just pops up in Club Truth and says to James because of the autopsy, she now knows that James did not kill Angela, but she begs of him to tell her who did. And of course, James is not going to rat on his brother Tommy. Unbeknownst to James, Ramona Garrity was listening to the entire conversation, and now she has questions for James. She wants clarification on what Paz was speaking about when she mentioned that Angela did so much to keep him out of prison. Although Ramona loves James, she still wants to protect her own job and can't afford to have another man blemish her name again. And as he should, James tells Ramona she has nothing to worry about. It's too early in their relationship for him to be 100% forthcoming about his past. Hopefully, fingers crossed, there'll be time for that down the line. Ghost and Tasha meet up to check the renovation on the penthouse. And this is when James proposes the idea that Tariq should turn himself in for the murder of Ray Ray. Now, because of James's connections in Albany, he believes that he can get Tariq probation. Ghost is thinking way in advance, and I do not agree that Reek should turn himself in. The feds will not be easy on him. Ray Ray was a cop after all. Tasha also disagrees with what James is proposing and leaves in a fit. Rayna's spirit appears to James, and she lets him know that she agrees that Tariq should turn himself in. I speak. Her need to stop. Allah's killed me, Dad. Now all of a sudden, Tariq wants to show his emotional side and don't want to go to jail for what he did. He wants his father to turn himself in. You can't be a tough guy and not want to do the time. You can't be catching bodies on somebody else tab. This is part of the game, Tariq. You did it, own it. Warner and Rodriguez go to Judge Tapper to try to secure a warrant so they can thoroughly check James' hotel room for evidence in the Terry Silver case. Judge Tapper is refusing everything they're thrown at him, and then Warner does something very, very, very surprising and pulls out the phone that should be inadmissible because Sachs placed it there, tries to use that in order to get the warrant. Even that doesn't help. Judge Tapper dismisses the entire James St. Patrick case. One thing power has taught us is to never celebrate too soon. Just when I thought James St. Patrick was in the clear, an incarcerated Andre Coleman uses his one phone call to call Blanca Rodriguez. She visits him and spoon feeds him the information he needs to say to be released. It was uh it was at his place. In the parking garage. In the parking garage. Storm and told him to stop. He didn't listen, He he just kept going. And you're willing to say that on the stand? I'm willing to say that shit wherever you want me to. Now get me the fuck out of here. Now that's tampering again. Sax is about to go to jail for that. Why on earth would Ramona do this? What is wrong with them? Are there no other cases in New York to solve? Leave James St. Patrick alone. Speaking of Sax, he gets word from Tamika that he's going to be processed and taken into custody for everything that he did wrong and he will be placed in jail. He's angry that he has to go to jail and James gets to walk. So he starts to do exactly what I imagined he would do. He grabs his gun, and for a split second, I absolutely thought that he was going to do it to himself, but he didn't. He didn't blow his brains out. He went looking for James. James is walking through the corridors of Club Truth, and he gets one more visit from the beyond. This time it's Kanan, and Kanan's pretty much telling James that he deserves to be in jail for what he did, and he's not the good guy that he pretends to be, and nobody likes him, and he deserves to be in jail. James isn't trying to hear it, he knows what his vision is, he sees where he's headed, and he lets Kanan know, listen, that old me is gone, I'm trying to move on, and I'm gonna do that, no one can stop me. James then sees Ramona, they embrace and kiss to celebrate their achievements, and they plan to meet later on that night. Ramona leaves, and then all hell breaks loose. Seven people, count them seven people, are angrily walking towards Club Truth as if they want to take James out. Cooper sacks Andre Coleman, Paz Valdez, Rashard Tate, Tariq St. Patrick, Tommy Egan, and Tasha all are walking towards Club Truth. I'm about to get y'all predictions and ain't no way in the same segment. Y'all ready? Now, as I said before, why is that anybody and everybody can just walk into Club Truth? Why did James not have security? He just became lieutenant governor At that moment, there should have been security detail given to him. Even prior to him becoming lieutenant governor, he should have had security. It shouldn't be that easy for anybody just to walk up in the club truth. James St. Patrick is a made man. Why is people getting that close to him? Why is it that easy just to walk in the club truth? He better not be dead. I'm disappointed that James didn't invest a little bit more money in himself and get himself some security. Too many people walked into this club. And I personally feel like this is all a dream. It's no way he's dead. It's no way he's dead. He's seen too many dead people this episode. He saw Angela. He saw his beautiful daughter Raina. And he's seen Kanan. That's three dead people. The only time you see dead people is in your dreams. I'm thinking that this was an entire dream and none of it's real. But in the event that it's not, let's go. Ain't no way Cooper Sacks rolling up on James St. Patrick, looking him in his eyes and pulling the trigger. Sacks ain't bust his gun in six seasons. He ain't about to do it now. Ain't no way. He is not about that life. What he should have did was blew his own noodles out when he reached for the gun the first time when he was at the crib. His noodles should be all over his living room floor. It should look like somebody dropped a bowl of raviolis in his apartment. He shouldn't even be alive no more. He know he's scared of jail. What he think he about to do running up on ghosts? Ain't no way it ain't happening. So it wasn't Saks. I'm taking him off the list. Andre Coleman, a.k.a. Drakashi. Ghost put you in the game. He introduced you to every connect you ever met in your life. This how you gonna repay him? It better not be you. You are an entire snitch, brother. Did you forget you got 2-bit and Spanky locked up? You better be worried about them and leave James the hell alone, bruh. You made it out of jail. Blanca Rodriguez saved your life. Take your daughter and kick rocks, brother. Stay away from James St. Patrick. Cause he'll put you down too. Jason, dad, you ain't got no connect. And I know you don't think you got the wherewithal to sit down and talk to somebody and get product from him, brother. You done. Leave James alone. This drug game ain't for you. Go raise your daughter, homie. And put a cone through that nappy head of yours. It better not be Drakashi. Pazbel does. You already got confirmation that James did not do it, and you don't even know if James knows who did it. He told you he don't know who did it. What more did you want from him? What more do you want? Leave James alone. Do you even know how to shoot a gun? The answer is no. Ain't no way Paz rolling up on Ghost and pulling the trigger on him. he been on SmackDown and took the gun from her. Hey Ghost Angela, come get your sister, she wildin' out. Rashard Tate, my good brother, you said you wasn't a sore loser. What you comin' at Ghost for, what he do to you? All he did was do what you did better than you. Take the loss, my brother. Go home, rethink it, gather yourself, come up with a new plan. Now, out of everybody, you got the most to lose from James's actions. But at the end of the day, you still are a councilman. Be happy with that. You will be the number one suspect that they look for after Lieutenant Governor James St. Patrick is shot in his own club. You do not want to do this. Turn around and go home. Yeah, James sunned you a couple of times and made you feel like a child. But so what? Take the loss, homie. Tariq St. Patrick, your father don't got you everything you ever wanted in life. You got the flyest crib, the flyest clothes, the video games, the lifestyle, whatever you want, you got it. He was probably going to pass club truth down to you and teach you how to get your own clubs. If you did this to your father, you should be ashamed of yourself. What you trying to do, following Canaan's footsteps? You not a G until you kill somebody you love? That's the route you gonna take, Tariq? You really think you about that life? You not. If you did this to your father, brother, it's gonna come back to haunt you. Do not do this. You ain't even about that life, man. You took off. When they did that home invasion, you took off running like a little girl. You ain't changed much since then. Yeah, you took out Ray Ray, but you know you ain't about this life because you was crying like a little girl when your pop said it's time for you to turn yourself in. He also didn't give his father any eye contact in that last scene together when James told Tariq he's going to ride with him all the way when they were in Club Truth. So that makes me think that maybe Tariq did have revenge on his mind. But Tariq should be worried about Effie. You want to go kill somebody? Go kill Effie for getting you kicked out of Choke. James raised you and he's trying to protect you from the streets. You owe him more than just turn around and shoot him because you caught up in his lifestyle. Ain't no way you should do this to your pops. Tommy Egan. Like Ghost said, you need him. What are you going to do if Ghost is gone? You don't got no crew no more. Too Big got knocked. Spanky got knocked. Roberto got knocked. Black Grim Dead. What you got? You ain't got nothing left. Keisha gone. Your daddy gone? All you got is your mother. What you gonna do? You ain't smart enough to meet with no connect and get some product out of him. Just like Dre. Y'all need Ghost. It better not be you. Ghost is your brother. You need to be happy for him. You need to be helping him out. You should be his security. Ain't no way you should be rolling up on Ghost with intentions on killing him. He did not kill Keisha. He did not kill Holly. He did not kill your pops. You did that. If you happy in life, it's because of yourself. James introduced you to everybody. He introduced you to Lobos. He introduced you to Milan. He introduced you to Jason. You can't do nothing without him, brother. Tommy without ghosts is like Scottie Pippen with no mic. You gets none. You better think about it, homie. Tasha St. Patrick. Damn, how does saying go? Is no fury like a woman scorned? Rashard Tate may have had the most to lose if James get killed, but Tasha got the most to gain. She is well aware of how much money she'll get if James dies. She is running out of money. James did hurt her feelings at the gravesite. He did kill the man she was in love with in Terry Silver. He did tell her he was moving on with Ramona Garrity. He did attempt to get her druggy daycare shut down. He did make her go from living in a penthouse to living in the hood in an apartment eating Chinese food for dinner. And James did ruin their marriage over his high school sweetheart. James St. Patrick is a cold brother, but I don't want him to be dead. I really don't. But if he is, and one of these seven killed him, I predict that it's either Richard Tate, Tariq St. Patrick, or the scorned Tasha St. Patrick. But he might not even be dead. He only got shot once. He might be in the coma. It looks like he may have taken a fall off the balcony. So James St. Patrick might be in the coma when the show returns. Plus, there's a lot of things they didn't cover. We don't know who was following James. I think that it might have been some ghost following James. I think it was the spirits of Kane and Angela and Raina watching Ghost in the car. And that is it for this episode of the Limitless Experience with Eric. Send me your thoughts. DM me on Instagram at Limitless underscore E or send me an email to LimitlessEpod at gmail.com. Once again, send me your thoughts on Instagram at Limitless underscore E or if you would like to, you can contact the podcast at LimitlessEpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Peace out.